hello, what is up, everybody? It's Brandon Lord, and welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. How y'all been? So, I wanted to put this episode out a little bit sooner than I have, but like I said in a previous episode, work has been busy, you know, the fun life of an accountant going through month-end clothes during the first week of the month. So, it's been a little busy and stressful, so I haven't really, I didn't record as much as I wanted to last week, but that's okay, because I'm coming back with this one now, and I'll definitely have more this upcoming week. With all that being said, enough about me. Let's talk about some celebrity news. So, the first topic I have, and I feel like the internet is going crazy about this, is Kanye West and Julia Fox. Now, I didn't know who she was. I, for whatever reason, when I caught a glimpse of her, I thought she was that one actress from Baywatch. Um, she isn't. Apparently, she was in Uncut Gems, which I didn't see that movie. She's also a model, but her and Kanye have emerged themselves in a bit of a romance very recently, but... So, I guess they met on Christmas Eve in Miami or something like that, and now they're just, like, doing photo shoots for Interview Magazine. She's talking about how, you know, she's never felt like this before or something like that. And he's posting to his story weird videos of her walking creepily in clothing. I don't know. But, um, I gotta say, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not gonna lie. I did kind of like the Interview Mag shoot. I thought those photos were... I mean, they're high quality. And let's just talk about it. He's not doing anything different, really, than what Kim has been doing with Pete. It's just he's being more, like, I don't know, straightforward and going the extra mile, I guess you could say. You know, getting the professional shoots taken and putting them in a magazine, whereas she's just making sure the paparazzi are getting her and Pete out to dinner. So it's two sides of the same coin. I think people are just more so side-eyeing Kanye a little bit because very recently he proclaimed that he wanted to win Kim back and he was going to do anything he could to win his wife back. And now he's moving on with this model. So I think it's kind of clear that he's just trying to get um payback or revenge. I don't know. He's trying to make her feel a certain type of way. Because I think Kim kind of left the relationship at least mentally, before he did. So, he's, like, she's probably, I don't want to say over him, but, like, over him. And he's, you know, still reeling, which, you know, is what it is. So, in the Interview Magazine photo shoot, though, Kanye West is, like, dressing Julia up in outfits after outfits. There's one of them, like, on the floor, like, hugging each other. And she was quoted saying that he had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. Felt like a real Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got all of it there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, who does things like this on a second date or any date? Everything with us has been so organic. Okay, girl. I give them a few more weeks. But, um, you know, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe, like, it will go the long haul. I don't know. Seems very fast. I love how she's like, I don't know how we got all those clothes. Even though he's, like, in the fashion industry. But 
whatever. I digress. Um, I guess we'll have to see what's going to happen with these. I've seen on some Instagrams, though, that Julia has been, like, a fan of the Kardashians for a while. And has, like, commented on their pics. So, it's a little sus. Don't know about that, but I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. The next story I'm covering is Camila and Sean were pictured reunited in Miami walking their dog. And, um, yeah, honestly, I never was a fan of Camila and Sean. I mean, I kind of like Senorita. Why did I say it? Like, Senorita. Senorita, like, when it first came out, I was like, oh, this song is good. But then they were just that annoying couple. They just, like... Ugh. Like, I can't explain it, but it was just like, ugh. I think it's because they released that one video of themselves, like, attacking each other's faces with their tongues, and it was meant to be a troll, but really, like, it just scarred anyone who saw it. And then I, I said, there was just something about their relationship. It's not that I didn't believe it, but it was just, like, very put on. And I just wasn't interested. Her music was starting to suck. His music was starting to suck. The photos of them wa walking their dog during quarantine were a sight to see, to say the least. And they were just that annoying couple. There was also that clip. That clip from his stupid documentary, which I did not watch. I think it was on Netflix. Um, I tried to watch it with Jia, and it was just boring. And he was just talking about, oh, I'm, I'm from Canada, and I'm a good guy. And it's just like, okay. But there was a clip that kind of went around on TikTok where he was, like, playing piano. And she just stares off in the corner, like, behind a wall. And she's like, it sounds like your heart. And I was just like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it was just cringy. I didn't like it. And... What was it? When was the last time we saw them really together? Was it the Met Ball or the Met Gala? And he was like, it's giving share. <laughs> they look terrible on that red carpet too. I don't know. They're just that annoying couple. And I don't even know if they necessarily did anything that annoying, but they're just that annoying couple. They were like that couple in high school that like, they were just like that couple in high school that you would always see making out by the lockers in front of everybody. No home training, acting like nobody else was there. Too much intense PDA. And it was just too much. That was another thing. I'm getting all these memories. When they first started dating, they clearly hired the paparazzi to get all these videos of them at the beach, like, just making out and in, like, pools making out. And it was just so clearly, like, they were just doing that to get, like, a photo op. And they just, ugh. They were a lot. They just put too much of themselves out there. And they were just fucking annoying. Didn't like them. But apparently they're walking their dog together still. So good for them, I will say. I am kind of interested in their new music. Just to get the tea and see if they're going to say anything about what happened in their relationship and throw any shade or anything like that. No real other reason. And I mean, I've liked some of Sean's music and some of Camila's music in the past, so maybe it will be good. We shall see. So on to my next and final story, which will lead me to my reality TV segment. Mary Cosby was a no-show at the recent taping of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 2 reunion. Now, this is a big deal because, you know, the reunion is like the elite event of, like, the Housewives season and all that. You wear your best gown. Well, you're supposed to wear your best gown 
people often don't. But regardless, you know, it's the big event, and it's like the make-or-break event, too, because if you had a bad season, you could redeem yourself at the reunion, explain things, they hash it out. It's like, it's the main event. So for Mary to ditch it, especially considering the season she's had, it's just not a good look. And then also, I'm pretty sure... If you don't show up to the reunion, you get fired. Now, I think they're selective with that. The first time I remember that happening, it was Adrienne Maloof on, like, season three of Beverly Hills. She didn't show up, and she released a statement, and then I think she was actually fired. I remember on season three of Jersey, Jacqueline didn't show up, and that was a big thing, but... I think, and I read this, they were filming season four, like, right after they filmed season three and while season three was airing. So, when they filmed the reunion, I guess they were still filming season four, so it's not really like she could have been fired or anything like that. So, she was able to stay. Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up to the reunion, but I don't think she was fired. She, like, quit. And I think they would have taken her back because she was such a big character on the show. But, you know, Mary, it's only her season two. So she, I think, could easily get fired. But it sounds like with a recent social media post, she may have just quit. But also, uh, so yeah, I don't know if showing up to the reunion is necessarily a fireable offense, but I do know they get paid a lot more for showing up to the reunion. So at the very least, you get a big pay cut. So, yeah, it's pretty disappoint. Uh, it's pretty disappointing that Mary didn't show up, especially given all the, like, behavior she's been having. And by behavior, um, the racist behavior she's been having towards Jenny on the show. And, you know, I recapped that episode on the last episode, um, where Mary said her comments and did the things she did and Jenny called her out. And, you know, this may, this could have been maybe Mary's chance to, like, say, hey, I didn't know certain things were offensive and I'm sorry. But it just seems like she's not even willing to realize or take accountability for what she did and, like, realize that she was wrong, like, based off everything she's been saying and, like, going back and forth with certain people after the episode aired where she said the things she said. So... I don't know. I mean, even Jen Shaw showed up. And Jen Shaw is a criminal. But, you know, and I've seen people say that, but it's also kind of like you have to take into account, like, Jen Shaw is clearly a narcissist. And she needs money. Her fucking bail or whatever it is she has to pay, her retainer, is like $2 million. And she's making her poor mother pay a million. That is a whole mess in itself. But, so... And, like, Erica Jane showed up, and she was facing a lot of things. So, like, those are two narcissists. Mary might be a narcissist. I I don't know, but Mary, you know, it's just disappointing. Especially, you know, here's the thing. I think it's a great chance that she won't be back for season three. I mean, they're definitely getting a season three. I heard it's supposed to start, like, filming in, like, a few weeks. But I think there's a great chance she won't, um be present. And, you know, it's kind of like, I always kind of thought Mary wouldn't last that long because she just didn't seem like she liked anybody or liked filming. In season one, she didn't even show up to a lot of the group events. But she showed up more this season. And 
I just, I always wondered, I'm like, Mary, why are you there? You don't like any of them. Like, you don't even seem like you like being part of the show. So I'm not necessarily surprised if she doesn't return, but it is kind of like, I don't know, a little shocking just because the season has been so successful and everyone has played their part. But, you know, Mary didn't want to show up to the reunion. Mary didn't want to, like, be put to task for the problematic things she said and is what it is. That's what she chose to do. And, you know, I... (laughs) I don't want to say anything too bad. I don't want Mary to send Jesus after me. Um, but yeah, that's her decision. Wish her nothing but the best of luck. Um, with that being said, let's get to some reality TV. So let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. Now, this week was actually pretty good. Like, I know I said last episode, or was it the episode before? Yeah, it was my first episode. Um, I said this season was kind of eh, like it had some good moments, but overall, not sure if I was feeling it and I was concerned, but still wanting it to, like, the show to go on. However, this past episode was pretty good. I was pretty into it. Like, there was a lot that went down, and it's kind of like what I said before. I feel like there's a foundation being set up for a really good next season of the show. So, one of the big things that happened this episode was Brock exposing himself for the user, potentially con artist, that he truly is. Um, He's trying to do, like, this secret marriage with Sheena, but he wants to do it on the same, or at the same place that James and Raquel are having their engagement party. And I don't know how like, how I can say, like, that is just so tacky. Like, that's maybe one of the tackiest things I've ever seen on reality TV. And I've watched a lot of reality TV, and there's been a lot of tacky moments. But this was just so, like, what? And the fact that they're, like, nobody can know about... I can't do an Australian accent. I end up just sounding sounding like my James. But he's trying to make it, like, a secret thing and make it so, like oh, nobody can know, nobody can find out. When he told Tom and Ariana about it, even Ariana and Tom were like, yeah, nobody should know, but, like, this, because if they do find out, it might seem dickish. And it's like, well, you know, people, they're gonna know. They're gonna know. How are they gonna know? They're gonna know because you're doing it on fucking camera, which I guess, you know, one of them said, like, they can't know for a while. So I guess, I don't know how long they were gonna try to keep it a secret because, like, of course it was gonna come out. But it's just, like, it's so, I don't know. Like, it was already sketchy for Brock previously when he was planning it because he was low-key, like, expecting, I guess, Lala and Randall to pay for it. And he was, like, really weird about it and like trying to get a free wedding but now he's like trying to use it like use the same location as James and Raquel and he's trying to do it behind people's backs it's just so tacky it's like proposing at someone else's wedding like you just don't do that like I don't know and like I'm sorry you know and I've heard a lot of people say this on like other podcasts or like online that They really wanted to root for Sheena this season, and I did too. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a good season for Sheena, and 
without the people, some of the people who bullied her in the past. Like, she's going to shine and she's going to show herself to be the good person we all thought maybe she was. I don't know. And also, in past seasons, I just feel like they set her up to be stupid. And that may be true. But, you know, Sheena also sets herself up to be stupid. Because this whole relationship with Brock is so, like, I don't want to say discouraging, like, I don't, like, it kind of is. But it's just like, what? Like, what are you doing, Sheena? Even, there was, like, an interview segment where they're together, and Brock was saying, like, oh, I owe Sheena $3,000. I, I kind of forget what they were talking about. I Maybe they were talking about his, like, stupid gym app. I, I don't remember exactly. But she was like, no, it's more like over 10000 actually. And he just got pissed off. And he was like, oh my god, it looks like I'm using you. I'm using my missus. And she's like, no, no. And it's like, no, it does look like you are. And Sheena, like, he is. Why did you give him over ten grand? What are you doing? It's just a lot. And, like, the fact that in the preview for next week, she seems, like, down for the whole secret wedding. Now, I will say this. Ariana took to Twitter, and she said that, you know, around this time, they actually had to stop filming for, like, I think it was seven to ten days because there was, like, a COVID outbreak. So there was, like, some venues fell through that they were going to do it at at first, and so they were limited on when and where they could do it, I guess. And my thing is, like, okay, that's fine and all, but also, like, they don't have to get engaged now, or even on camera. Like, I guess, like, they would want to. You're on reality TV, so, like, why not get engaged on the show? So, I guess I get it, but it's also kind of, like, you don't have to do it at, like, the same place as James and Raquel's party. Like, I don't know. Brock keeps saying, and, like, his reason for, like, I, Brock keeps saying, essentially, that he he wants to give Sheena the proposal she deserves. But, I don't know, I feel like part of a proposal also is them not seeing it coming. So, you know, it being a secret. So, the fact that she already knows, like, who gives a fuck if it's in a nice place or not? Like, that just seems so irrelevant at this point. She already knows she's getting proposed to. So, just, like, I don't know, do it at, like, a nice dinner or, like, I don't know. You could do something nice somewhere else, like, even in the fucking park. Whatever. Like, it's just, it's kind of stupid. Another thing that happened was Katie and Ariana revealed the name of their sandwich shop. So the name of the sandwich shop is Something About Her. No, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard it, I was very underwhelmed. I was like, what? That name for a sandwich shop? One, I felt like it was a little too long. And, you know, it gave me kind of, like, blog energy. Like, lifestyle fashion blog energy. Like, something about her. One tip is to put coconut oil in your hair and leave it in for 12 hours. Then wash it out. Like, I don't know. It just gave me very blog energy. And then, like, you know, it also occurred to me, I was like, oh, something about her. That actually kind of sounds like it could maybe be, like, a clothing brand or, like, a fashion brand. I don't know. Like, that could be cool. But I wasn't getting sandwich shop. However, they, I saw their Instagram, and I saw the logo and, like, the inspiration. And, like, their whole thing is being unapologetically feminine. So I guess it's more than just a sandwich shop. It's, like, an experience, and there's going to be, like, other things. It's just going to have primarily, like sandwiches like it's not gonna be a deli so I guess given that I understand it 
I, I, I started to like it. It kind of started to grow on me. I will say, though, I don't know if the logo they posted is, like, the official logo on the Instagram. It was, like, S-A-H, and then it had, like, kind of, like, florals around it. Um, I guess it is, because that's also the icon. Um, I mean, it's nice, a little basic. The S seems janky, though. Like, the top of it, like, it almost seems like a lopsided S. I don't know if that was on purpose. I, I don't know if I would have made that same creative choice, but, you know, overall, I'm actually kind of excited for them. And I think I trust them to make a solid sandwich place. Like, I have no doubts that it will probably look really nice and, like, have good food. So, I think it's going to be success. Also, Katie got me a little emotional watching her because she was, like, crying and she was saying how, like, I need this because, like, I need a purpose and a reason to get up and, like, this would be, like, my baby. And she had talked before about how she's tried to have a baby, but she hasn't been able to and it's been hard because all her friends around her have been having babies. So, you know, I was kind of like feeling for Katie and I was like you know what I want this to succeed and I think it will they already seem quite honestly like I I, I like further along like than fucking Schwartz and Sandoval I low-key wouldn't be surprised if their sandwich shop opens around the same time or before Schwartz and Candies which brings me to the next thing Schwartz and Candies had um a quote-unquote progress party I mean, I say that, but, like, I guess I didn't expect much. It was just showing the venue. Like, it wasn't complete, but I guess they've been working on it for a year or so. So, I feel like maybe they should be further along, but also there's been COVID. I don't... But also, I know they don't seem great with time management. So, it could be, like, a variety of reasons why it's not further along. But they're talking about all this and, like, what they want to do with the place. And Lisa and Ken are there at the progress party. And they're just, like, talking to themselves, just like, They're over their heads. They're gonna go broke. This is terrible. And I'm like, damn. Um, rough. Um, I hope it does, I hope it goes good. Um, yeah, I don't know. So they had, like, a sign. I guess it's not the official sign, but... Funny enough, I it looked like a beach sign, and I felt like it matched the name more than what they're trying to make with the restaurant. Like, Sandoval's trying to make it sound like this, like, trippy thing, like, if you take mushrooms or acid and then you end up here. And I'm like, I just don't get that vision with Schwartz and Sandy's. Like, his vision made me think of this place that we had close to my house. It's closed down, but it shouldn't have. It was really good. It was a pizza place called Mellow Mushroom. And, um, you know, when he explained the vision, I thought of, like, Mellow Mushroom. I don't know. It made me think of that. But when I hear shorts and shandies, um, I don't really get that vision. I get more of, like, I said before, like, a, a beach shack. Like, a sandwich place, if you will. So, I don't know. But... Um, I guess we'll see. It's good that they have a place, though, so... I don't know. I hope they're okay. They also ended, because they've had for, like, an episode or two, like, this fake whole, oh, we're just gonna um, not hang out as friends and just be solely business, because Sandoval wasn't getting along with Katie because Schwartz was pinning them against each other. And um, they ended that this episode. I, I could care less, like... They, they, that was such a stupid storyline. Um, anyways, the episode 
ends, though, with James and Brock getting into a bad altercation. And that's because Brock tries to... He says look out for James, but I just... I Like, I don't know. The thing is, so James had said previously that he was going to stop smoking weed and he was going to quit... But then he revealed that there was, like, a COVID case, I guess, at Sir, and then he had to stay at home, so he got bored and smoked weed. He had said this to Raquel's sister. Is it Kate? I think it's Kate. It's not Katie. It's I'm going to say Kate. Um, and who hates James? She's always looking at James with such disdain, because she just doesn't buy his bullshit. But... So Brock is kind of confronting him and being like, well, you know, just be honest and say you weren't ready to quit and all that. Like, you just need to, like, be honest with yourself and not blame it on somebody getting COVID. And James just goes off. He's like, what are you saying? Like, what are you doing? Like, why would you say that? That's so triggering to me. And like, fuck you. Why would you even say that to me? Stop acting like you care. Da, 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 da. And then Brock is like, you need to learn how to talk to people. And like, why are you going off on me like this? And I mean, although James takes it all the way to like another level and essentially becomes wrong. I think, I guess I get his sentiment where it's just like, why are you coming up to me and trying to make this like a thing, like a storyline? And, like, given that Brock is problematic himself, like, why are you trying to make it seem like you're going to be, like, my mentor? Or not like you're going to be my mentor, but, like, you're looking out for me. Like, I feel like that might be where James is coming from a little bit. But James just gets so, like I said before, rude. Like, he's so rude and just, like, mean. And then he ends up calling, like, Brock stupid and, like, tells him that he doesn't know words or something about, like, go read a dictionary. I don't know. And it was just like, he takes it so far left where it's like, you're making me take Brock's side and I don't even like Brock. And it's just like, James, get it the fuck together. Granted though, I'm still not supporting Brock using James and Raquel's engagement party venue to have a secret wedding. But I don't know. That was just a lot. Next week looks pretty good. It seems like Brock's gonna be using the cast to have his gym startup photo shoot app, whatever the fuck. And, um, so there's that. Um, Katie and Ariana are supposed to meet with Randall to invest in something about her, but Ariana can't show up for whatever reason, and Randall tries to flex on Katie, like, I'm setting a timer for 30 minutes, there could be a lot of things I need to do at my office, and it's like, what, text your other bitches that aren't Lala? Um, anyways, moving on, let's talk about the Real Housewives of OC. Haven't gotten a chance to talk about this yet on the pod, but I want to start off by saying this season is has been so good. It's been a great season. I've been watching every week. You know, OC hasn't been great for a few seasons now. I didn't really watch last season. Um, It was, like, from what I heard, terrible. I had saw some episodes and I watched the reunion, but, I mean, the cast was lame, and it was during, like, the beginning of COVID, so there was a little bit of, like, that, like, they had to make do with what they could, but also the cast just sucked. Yeah, so, like, the OC hasn't really been popular for a few seasons now, or a while. Like, not as many people have been into it. It had a reboot with this season, and it's been really good. And 
online people are saying it's great despite past housewives that are bitter about being fired trying to say that the ratings aren't as good as past seasons they were on when you know let's really like do people really pay that much attention to ratings as long as people are watching like i feel like i don't know like i feel like ratings for a lot of shows aren't that great that like still get multiple seasons but like they still like have a lot of viewers and engagement online and people are like it's still successful. I don't know. But anyways, this season has been great. There's been a lot of petty, stupid drama, yet it's been intense and entertaining. Like, the whole, like, I'll get into it. Let, let me, let me talk about the housewives first. I'll give a rundown on what I think about the housewives, and then I'll talk about kind of, like, what they've done this season so far. And then I'll get into the episode. So, let's start with the Heather DeBrow. You know, she came back after being gone for a few seasons. And, you know, when I heard she was coming back, I was very excited. Mostly because in watching past seasons, I did like her. Was she pretentious? Yes. Was she often an asshole? Yes. Um, was she snobbish? Yes. But those are also all the reasons why I want her to come back. And, you know, she seemed pretty logical for the most point, and I felt like the OC kind of needed a logical person. Um, so I was excited, and she's rich as fuck. Her house is literally a hotel. It's also kind of decorated like a hotel. I gotta say, I'm a bit underwhelmed. Although her house is so nice, and she has like a million rooms, the decor is kind of lame. It's kind of plain. It's kind of like not it. Like, some rooms are nicer than others, um, I just feel like it could be better. It lacks character, I should say. But, um, overall, do I like Heather DeBrow? Honestly, this season, I'm not liking her. She's kind of just mean. And, like, I don't agree with her with the whole Shannon thing. Like, I actually understood Heather kind of getting upset earlier this season, like, when it was brought up on camera about the lawsuit like Nicole suing Terry like in the past even though apparently it sounds like she might have gotten physical with some of the cameramen or producers I don't know I I heard something online and then Noella might be revealing that in next week's episode but I guess we'll see next week but I kind of understood her getting upset or annoyed because it's like y'all brought me back I'm here to revive your fucking franchise and the first fucking party that I have at my house where I'm finally showing you guys my, like, hotel, you're gonna have these bitches bring up a lawsuit from 16 years ago with my husband? Really? So, I kind of understood it. And, I mean, although Gina was the one who brought it up on camera, I guess I could kind of see where she's coming from initially getting maybe annoyed with Shannon, of, like, you told this to these ladies and expected it not to be shown on camera. Like, because I guess Shannon has a reputation for saying stuff off camera, but then, like, acting innocent on camera. I don't know. So I could get her being annoyed with Shannon. But she's taking it to a level where it's just sort of, like, mean and, like, cruel and I actually don't think Shannon meant anything by it, but with that, I will say, and I kind of feel this way in regards to Lisa Vanderpump as well, you know, it's often the time you don't do something that your past actions will catch up to you. So, you know, this time Shannon maybe didn't mean to do anything by it, but there was probably a lot of times in the past where Shannon had pulled, like, sneaky shit like that, 
and she did mean to. And now this one time where she didn't mean for it to be like that, she's kind of like getting put to the fire over it. Um, with that being said, though, moving on, let's talk about Shannon. Oh, I also want to say, although I don't really like Heather, um, she really has helped make this franchise come back to life and the season be great. So she's definitely a necessity, and I'm glad she came back. Um, so with Shannon, um, I like Shannon her first season. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Shannon. I don't really like her that much, but I also do kind of there are moments I think she's kind of funny and I do feel bad for her a lot of the time I think that's mostly it I just kind of feel bad for her but she is kind of funny and like I said before I do feel bad for her with this whole Heather situation because I don't think she meant anything by it I mean I think it's perfectly understandable like if she like was questioning if Nicole was the same Nicole who um to Terry, like, why would Heather be friends with her? So, I kind of get what she was, like, where she was coming from, but, I don't know. Let's move on to, let's talk about Gina. I like Gina. Do I think she's up Heather's ass? Yes. But I also just find Gina pretty relatable, and she's been making me laugh this season. Like, she's very funny, and she just, like, has good commentary. She finally has her fashion and her hair under control. Past seasons, her hair has looked horrid, and her clothes have been terrible. And now, honestly, she looks better than ever. The bob is great. Her clothes are great. I'm here for her. And I will just say, I just saw a clip. She was on the latest episode of Project Runway with a bunch of other housewives. And she was, like, consoling one of the designers who was yelled at by, um... Or I don't know if she was yelled at. But I guess her and uh, Wendy from Potomac got in an art or a disagreement about the clothing. And uh, Gina was just outside consoling her. And then there was a funny moment where um, the lady was smoking and then the other friend was smoking too. And Gina was like, when did cigarettes come back? Like, oh my God. That was a terrible impression. But I don't know. It was just like a funny moment. And I just like Gina. I think overall Gina's a good person. Now let's talk about Gina's best friend, Emily. So Emily gets a lot of flack for being boring. And although she is boring, you know, you need boring people on the show. Or at least one boring, like, person you can't have like a whole cast of just like wild people or like characters like you need a boring person to kind of neutralize it despite her being boring i kind of like emily i think she's beautiful you know she's intelligent and when she gets angry i think it's funny like she really brings it i the funny one of the funniest moments this season thus far and maybe it all oc to me was when she got in that argument with nicole and she's talking to Gina or yelling and she's like, she's a mini little bitch who looks like me, but I'm the better version. And it was just so random. And I was like, damn, okay. Um, I just lived for it. I thought it was so funny. And she got so angry and just the way she said it, I was like, all right. Um, yeah, overall, oh my God, that voice crack. Overall, I like Emily. Um, so now the two newbies. I'm not really going to talk about Nicole because I guess Nicole was supposed to be a housewife, but I thought I read somewhere that she didn't want to get vaccinated. And that's why. Now, 
I'm going to say allegedly, and I could totally be making that up, but I feel like I read something where it was COVID-related as to why she stops filming midway. Don't know if that's true. Could be making that up. Maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But, so, the two new housewives. Let me start with um, Dr. Jen. So, I don't like Dr. Jen. I mean, I don't hate her. I don't know. She's just boring. And, like, I don't, like, I really don't have much of an opinion. She's, like, bland. And just, like, I don't enjoy her scenes. She seems very, like, routine and, like, just, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not interested in her. And also, she's not good at arguing. Which brings me to Noella. Now, Noella. I was iffy about Noella. Because I thought going in, I wasn't going to like her. But then, you know, the first episode, I was like, oh, I kind of like her. Like, she's beautiful. I like her looks. I think she's kind of like, there's something quirky about her. And like, kind of, I guess you could say relatable. I don't know. She seems like, I don't know. It was endearing. I found her endearing. And then, you know, as the episodes went on, I still kind of liked her. But then the whole thing with her soon-to-be ex, Sweet James or whatever, I like felt bad for her. And I still do, but something seemed a little off. Like, I felt like maybe we were getting the whole story. Now, they've had this whole thing online, on social media, back and forth, her and that James guy. And to be honest, I haven't really been following it that much. It's just too much. But I don't know. I was kind of iffy about her. But this past episode, she won me over. She totally did with her argument with Jen and just, like, everything. Her kind of coming for Heather... I'm low-key here for it. I think, I just like that she's willing to go there. Is she thirsty to be on the show? Obviously, as is Dr. Jen. And I think I heard somewhere, or saw somewhere online, Noella, because they're, Noella and Dr. Jen are friends with Bronwyn, who got fired. And Noella, I guess, was traveling with Bronwyn, meeting a bunch of, like, housewives from different franchises during COVID. And, um... I guess was really trying to like, I don't know, network or something. I Like, it's obvious she was thirsty to be on the show, which, you know, is fine. I mean, at this point, we're on season 16. Anyone who's going to be on the show obviously is a fan. So I don't think that's too bad. But okay, let's get to the episode. So the episode starts off with Heather's um, rehearsed, well, I don't know, rehearsed, but odd jarring, chilling threat to Shannon. If you ever come after my family or speak about them, you will lose a lot more than my friendship. And that's not a threat. That's a promise. Bitch! Look, here's the thing. So, the lot more. Clearly she's threatening to um sue Shannon. Which, you know, I, I don't know how you can sue Shannon, given that Shannon didn't lie. Nicole did sue your husband. So, she didn't lie. So, what are you going to sue her for? But, I just felt like, although hilarious and, you know, dramatic and appreciative I am for her saying that, I felt bad for Shannon. 
I'm like, you're, this is where you're kind of like taking it a step too far. And you know, there was that text message she had sent Shannon in like the past episode that was a lot too. But you know, had they kind of sat down at this party and she had been like, look, I was upset. I felt like you were coming after my family, but I appreciate the apology and we can move on. Had she just kind of said that, it would have been like, okay, Heather, like, I understood you being upset. And, like, now you're willing to move forward. But that threat, it's just like, Heather, you are evil. Especially considering that Shannon apologized right before. And it was seemed like a genuine apology. Like, Shannon really humbled herself to, like, apologize. And give that, like, it was sincere. So, for Heather to... You could tell that Heather, like, just wanted to say that line. Because any normal person after the apology Shannon gave wouldn't have done that weird threat. So, I don't know. I just felt really bad for Shannon. Then Heather had her apologize to Terry, which, I mean, was... I thought it was fucking weird. I mean, Terry was more, like, nice to Shannon about it than Heather was. But the fact that Shannon, an adult, had to apologize to Terry, and then Heather was, like, looking over her like a teacher as she was doing it. It was just odd. Hilarious. Like, watching it was so awkward. But odd. Um, Noella and Jen get into an argument. Now, another reason why I don't really care for Dr. Jen is just, like, it's also clear to me that she's very thirsty to be on the show. Like, she just entered the party, like, the episode before and was like, we need to talk Noella. Like, that was the first thing she said to Noella. And it was just so odd. Like, not even, like, a hello or, like, maybe she said hello before, but just, like, you, you could wait. Like, it was just very, like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to set the tone. And the, yes, me and Noella, we're going to talk and then I'm going to have the drama and da-da-da-da. It just seemed very rehearsed. Or just very, I don't know. And so she, uh, Dr. Jen confronts Noella and was just like, I feel like you have an issue with me. And I don't know why you're, you've been, like, rude to me. And Noella's like, I do have an issue with you. So I go on Instagram and I see that you uploaded a picture or a selfie poorly lit and you tagged me and you said I like you also had like your med spa in it and I've worked exclusively with a certain med spa for over a year so I reported you to Instagram because I'm like that's so disturbing that you would tag me someone you've only met twice in a picture and not even a good picture and I'm not even in it and you don't even know me. And I was like, this girl's thirsty. She needs some lemonade. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> when she just kept throwing those, like, poorly lit, terrible picture, ugly as fuck. I'm like, oh my god, I feel kind of bad for Dr. Jen. Like, damn, Noella, you're really coming for her. But then, like, in this argument, like, I, I kind of get what Noella's saying as far as, like, I've been working with a different med spa and you were tagging me in a picture that made it look like I went to yours and I don't appreciate that like I, I kind of get that I guess but it was just kind of like a little weird loved it though um but this is also where Dr. Jen although I felt bad for her and like Noella making fun of her selfie Dr. Jen kind of lost me because I realized Dr. Jen can't argue and I thought Dr. Jen would be a lot better at arguing she came in kind of like tough or intense 
to me when the season kind of started. Like, she had kind of a strong personality. Like, she came in talking shit about past housewives and saying they look like cat muppets. So I was just like, okay, she's going to be able to argue. But in this argument, Noella was eating her the fuck up. Like, Jen was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you mean. Like, really? Oh, my God. And then she just randomly goes, you offended me when we met at Bronwyn's because you said Tom Ford was your god. And that's offensive. And Noella's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm walking away. You're stupid. And then it's just like, really? Like, I, wait, what? What does that point have to do with anything, first of all? And second of all, I'm, I'm sure Noella maybe said it as a joke. Like, I don't know. It was just a weird point to make that was irrelevant. And so that argument, although I felt bad for Jen again, because Noella was just... <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was like shit you would see like on the show Dynasty or like some scripted show where it's just like your ugly ass picture. <laughs> I just like... You, you you wouldn't think you would see someone say that to someone, like, in real life. But alas, we did, thanks to Noella, and I appreciate it. Dr. Jen, later on in the episode, also tries to, like, talk shit about Noella to, like, Emily and the other ladies and question whether or not Noella ha- is really married. And Emily, coming through with common sense, is just like, well, clearly they're married. You can't be served with divorce papers or whatever if you're not married and dr jen's like well is she married and it's like yeah she's like clearly she's married and i guess where dr jen is coming from because i heard online and i heard on a different podcast that um noella and james i guess had a wedding in 2018 that was sort of a fake wedding because i guess james was still going through a divorce so they couldn't get married. And, but in 2020, they actually legit got married. So regardless though, they're still married, like clearly, but whatever. Gina and Heather are at the horse races and Gina reveals to Heather that Noella said that Heather cannot be trusted. And Heather's taken aback because she doesn't understand where Noella's coming from. Noella had also told Nicole in a previous episode that Heather was a fake bitch and Nicole told Heather that. So Heather's pretty confused as to why Noella doesn't like her so much, which on the preview for next week's episode, Noella's pretty much saying like, girl, the first time I met you at your house, you were slamming people against walls. And Heather was like, slamming people against walls. And she's like, yeah, I heard you. I was by the stairs. I'm like, oh shit, does she really? Did she, like, I don't know. Like, Heather, does she turn into WWE? I know she kind of hit the camera, but it was like a like light push. I don't, I didn't know she was pushing people, so I don't know. But that's wild if true. But you know, Gina's getting kind of a bad rep for being almost like Heather's lapdog online, and she sort of is. Like <laughs> it just looks kind of bad because like Gina's kind of like the poor friend, and then Heather's like this obnoxiously rich friend. But I don't know. I kind of get it. Because it's like, maybe Gina just wants to, like, leave her casita and hang out in one of Heather's 50 rooms she has at her hotel. I think that's kind of understandable. 
And you know, there's lots of perks being friends with a rich person. I wonder if as the episodes progress, their friendship will seem a little more authentic. I don't know. It is weird. It does seem like an odd dynamic because Gina was the one to kind of tell Heather what Shannon said off camera about Nicole suing Terry. And it does seem a little bit like she's sucking up to Heather and really wants Heather's approval for whatever reason. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, the episode ends with Noella meeting with Emily. Now, I don't know if she said this in the episode, but she said this on Watch What Happens Live, that she wasn't feeling well. Because she was talking very low. And she was just like that. I don't, you know, James served me with flowers. <laughs> and it was very odd. I was like listening and I was just like, what the fuck is she whispering? And Emily made a funny joke like, maybe they're surveillance. And she's trying not to get caught saying something. I don't know. But she's crying to Emily, telling her how James served her with divorce papers, with like flowers. Emily gives her a pep talk, and they end up throwing the flowers in the trash and are just like, fuck you, James. And you know what? Good for them. Um, Like I said, next week, Noella and Heather are going to clash. And I got to say, I'm here for Noella. I don't know why. I, I kind of, I flipped her and Jen. Like, when we first met, I thought Jen was going to be the one who could argue, and Noella would kind of be like, just... I don't know, bad at it. But it's quite the opposite. Noella eats people up and just, like, really, like, can tell someone off. And Jen sucks at it. And, like, even on Watch What Happens Live, Noella really won me over on Watch What Happens Live because she was just, like, not backing down. She was saying that she has a problem with Heather, Heather's Two-Face, and you're going to see why. I guess in a few episodes, she's going to confront Heather about, I guess she saw something maybe before filming that put a sour taste in her mouth. I don't know, but she's going to confront Heather about it in a few episodes at Heather's hotel. So we'll be able to see it. Um, I want to talk just briefly about Miami. This week's episode was good, but it was mainly about um, Alexia's situation with her soon-to-be husband, or I guess as, like, right now in present time, they actually just got married, but on the show, they haven't gotten married yet. But Todd and her son Peter, and they had conflict, they had a lot of issues because... I guess Peter had worked for Todd and it didn't end well. And there was a situation with Alexia's other son who, you know, he's had issues because he got in a car accident years and years ago. And so there's been a lot of things with that. And Peter, I guess, one day let Frankie smoke weed, but he wasn't paying attention And Frankie ended up smoking too much, and he almost died. And Todd just, like, told Peter off and was just basically calling him a loser and, like, blaming him for it, which it was his fault. Peter should have been paying attention. And they just hadn't been the same ever since. So they sit down to talk this episode, and it starts off going pretty well. And it was really emotional. Like, they're talking about the struggles of having to deal with what happened with Frankie. Peter starts crying, and Alexia's crying. And I'm like, oh, this is sad. But then it kind of takes a turn. Because Todd, although his delivery can be harsh, he's not wrong when he tells them, like, they need to get help because they're not doing a good job with Frankie. I guess there's been a lot of situations with, like, 
I don't, I don't know exactly, but like Frankie getting drunk, Frankie getting bruised, like he mentioned that or something. And it's just like, they're not doing the best job at caring for Frankie and Alexia is sort of an enabler. And, you know, he's not wrong, especially considering how she talks about Peter and like deals with that whole thing. And, you know, they get into a heated argument. Alexia's yelling. Peter's like, I'll beat you up. And then Todd's like, I'll hit you back. And it's just very dramatic. But it ends on a positive note. Because Todd's like, look, you know, am I harsh? Did I say harsh things? Yes. But at the end of the day, after I said those things, Frankie never smoked weed again. So it is what it is. Like, you guys need help in dealing with Frankie effectively, and Alexia, you need to stop being an enabler. And it ends positive, positively. They all get a group hug, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know what? This family is gonna, like, be great. Well, as of, I don't know, when was this? Yesterday? I don't know. The, recently. Peter was arrested for domestic violence. Um, okay. So he apparently allegedly slapped and kicked his girlfriend in a domestic dispute. Um, this is horrifying. And I mean, I guess in the past too, Peter has just had anger issues. He beat up a homeless man in the past. And it's just, uh, he hasn't seemed like a delight on the show, I'll say. Like his first scene with Alexia, he was like such an asshole. And so this is just unfortunate. I really hope Alexia doesn't try to make excuses for him like she has in the past with a lot of things he's done. But I guess we'll see. The reunion's supposed to be filmed soon. I think later this month. So I'm sure it will be addressed. And I guess we'll have to see. But um, yeah, that's intense. With that being said, that's all I have for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you know what? Why don't you give me five stars on Spotify too? Give me five stars on everything, please. Bye.